Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing our picks for the 2022 Oscars. That's the 95th Oscars for anyone who cares. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dave, do you, are you ready? Do you care? Yeah, I, I, I care a great deal. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. I, I like the Oscars. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of BS that goes along with it, but... I don't know. Every year I get a little excited to hear, ooh, what's going to get nominated? What's going to get... Like a little school kid. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I get excited too for the awards themselves, but not for the ceremony. We, we've talked about it before about how we... Boy, the ceremony is hard to get through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think you were very glad that you wouldn't have to watch it this year. Oh, man. Over the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love hearing about who won and everything, and I'm interested in that. And I'm I've, I even recite it over the years about like who who won this. Right? And, yeah. You know. People come to me for the knowledge. They're of like, course. oh yeah, who won this and that year? I'm like, oh, you didn't know that was Taxi Driver. Exactly. Come fool. on. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah Dancing on. with Wolves won in 1990. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Duh. Right. <laughs> come on. Not the postman. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, here we go. We're gonna get into it. Um, and uh, these are our picks, right? They're not uh, These are our, our predictions. Right. These are who we think are going to... We would like to see win. Yes. These are our winners in our hearts. These, this is who we pick. And we discussed it. I'm going to go first, right? You are going to go first, yes. Yeah. Um, if you listen back to our old Oscar episodes, um, I think we went three years in a row without planning who would go first. It so, was something we missed because we only did it once a year, so it was a, it was a semi-running gag. Yeah, now it's over, folks. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to start with actor in a supporting role. You have Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Kihai Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Barry Keegan for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Inishirin, and Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. I am going with... Barry Keegan for the Banshees of Inishirin. All right. This guy, he steals every scene he's in in this movie. <laughs> right. He's aloof and obnoxious and sad, and you see it in everything he does. Um, like when he's just skipping down the road and being an idiot, <laughs> or uh, he's asking uh, Carrie Condon's character if you know she'd ever fall in love with a boy like him, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, it's all there, man. Like he embodies the character so well. And I think it's definitely one of the best performances of the year. Yeah. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the scenes too, where, where he and Carrie Condon are going back and forth at each other Yeah, when she's like had enough of them. Um, they're eating dinner and he's being kind of a, he's <laughs> a being, little shit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's making comments to her and she's just not having any of it. Why aren't you married? Yeah. Just all this. <laughs> yeah. Just stick it to her. You know, everyone in town wants to know why she isn't married. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and he's going about it the wrong way because he's a little kid. Right. And you know, it's he's he's awesome in that movie and I, I think you're right about him stealing the scenes because like his presence is such that he's just he just he kind of dominates every scene he's in because mm-hmm. his personality is so outsized right yeah definitely um who do you got my pick for best supporting actor is Kihai Kwan he was my close second Dave. okay okay yes I think I think that this might be one of the greatest stories in like Oscar history even if he I, yeah. doesn't win, you know, as far as just a comeback in his career, yeah. the idea that this guy would stop acting for over 20 years on screen yeah. and 
he somehow gets like the role of a lifetime when he's, you know, in his fifties it's, and that he is this able. I mean, he, he's still this good, you know, in his performance after yeah. having been away from it for that long. I mean, he's done a lot of stunt work and everything, but his, the physicality of his performance obviously is, is, you know, a big part of, of, of why I like it so much, yeah. but he's also like someone who's this physical can also be this touching and, like his scenes with him and Michelle Yeoh, I mean, yeah. like if you see that movie, you're just you're you're not crying through the whole thing, but he will make you cry. Oh yeah, and I feel like he's so gentle in the movie. Yeah, all, he's so genuine. All he wants to do is just you know be with his wife. I know, and um, I mean, even though he is serving divorce papers as part of the plot, um, he doesn't want to though. No, it's breaking his heart to yeah. even like hold to, to even know that the papers exist and. And he, 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 he want what he wants is so simple, mm-hmm. and yet it's so elusive, as we know. Right. Um. And that's why it's so affecting, really. Yeah. Great pick, Dave. Thank you. Um, yes. And I agree. Like the story about him just coming back is unbelievable. Yes. Uh. Fun fact is, uh, um, the guy who played Chunk in the Goonies is actually his entertainment lawyer. <laughs> Or his agent, or someone his who agent, got him yeah. this role. Right. <laughs> I, I was watching this this r- great thing on like either Hollywood Reporter or um, uh, Variety, where it was like an actors roundtable, mm-hmm. and Brendan Fraser and him and Adam Sandler and I think Denzel Washington was there and Colin Farrell. He he was telling them, you know, like yeah, Jeff oh, yeah, Cohen I got me that. The, yeah. yeah, and they all went with Jeff Cohen, and you mean yeah. Chunk? And they said he said yeah, and yeah. they were all blown away. Yep. Colin Farrell mostly like he was all like he could was in on it. it. He yes. was like, oh my god, he, oh my god, you, he was you know, all in. He was like fan. He he was a big fan of Jeff Cohen, and he yeah. it was almost like he, he <laughs> you know that that was the bigger the bigger deal to him. Yes, he was. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move along here. Uh, we got uh, several more categories to go over. So now we're gonna move into supporting role for actress. We have Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin, and Hong Chow for The Whale. Dave, this is your turn. Okay. Uh, Hong Chow for The Whale is my pick. I, I totally sympathized with her, even though I'm not a healthcare professional. Right. Um, I can see, you know, that job is one of the most difficult jobs we have, and to, to have to do that with your friend too. Um, I mean, she, she's totally devoted to this guy and she has no reason to really, other than just he, she, she loves him and he loves her and she will do anything for him. And then she's also very protective of him and she's very protective of that space. And the way she reacts to interlopers is also, uh, very relatable. Yeah. Every single person mm-hmm. who comes through that door, that isn't her. <laughs> She wants them gone. She's got a problem with or it. Or she has something to say to them. Exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's such a complicated character um, because she's also kind of like enabling him. In oh, ways, yes. You know? Um, Two large meatball subs. Uh, she brings them to. I mean, I man, mean, yeah, I know. Of co- That is enablement beyond enablement. And she, and, and it, it was shocking to me that that, that part that, that, that she was like lecturing him all the time, but also, like you said, I mean, I know that I know that she's not going to she knows that at this point he's not going to eat, uh, you know, stir fry. Yeah. I but think she, she doesn't have to up, buy it for him. I think. Yeah. yeah. Which is sad for her character, too. Like, I mean, yeah, she's heartbroken over it and she she wants him to go to the hospital, but he won't. And 
you know, so I guess at this point it, you know, she has to, she has to punt. Yeah. Okay. Um, good pick. I'm going with Stephanie Sue for everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Also excellent. Yeah. Yes. Very excellent. I think her performance is kind of central to the film. Um, she plays this scared young woman, you know, who only wants her mother to love her and approve of her, mm-hmm. which I mean, who can't relate to that, you know? <laughs> um, and that's more like, the story that's the screenplay and stuff but like the right. way her character shows it is it's great i mean she carries this central idea on her shoulders throughout all these universes and no matter whether she's playing like a villain or a good person or uh it, it's always there you can see it you know and and that was the most surprising element of the story for me when i saw the movie was that that was the central like uh i guess Mm-hmm. fulcrum of everything was yeah. that was her you know like wanting acceptance in real life but that makes her the ruler of the other universes i was yeah. like whoa you know of the bagel yeah oh, man I mean, really really something i mean and like talk about an all-time great heel turn oh, you know like man. you don't see that coming exactly At least i didn't, see, I didn't it see it either and you know speaking of heel turns i mean she 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 does a hurricane run on somebody and yes and well <laughs> i think i think there's a luchador mask in there too yeah, there's some DDTs. There like, are yeah. exactly. The there's costumes a, are great. There's a lot too. of moves. That that I think that movie's got to win like best costumes. Oh man, I, yeah. I think it should. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great movies with great costumes, but man, they're just so far out. I love them. I know, and and each one gets more outrageous as you go. Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to um, writing for adapted screenplay. You have. Uh, Edward Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel for All Quiet on the Western Front. Ryan Johnson for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Kazuo Ishiguro for Living. Uh, Top Gun Maverick has like 80 people. So we'll just say like um, Chris McQuarrie. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And uh, Sarah Polly for Women Talking. And this is mine, right? This I'm is going. yours, yeah. Okay. I got to go with my boy Ryan Johnson here. For Knives Out? For Knives Out, Glass Onion, and Knives Out Mystery. All right. Um... This guy knows how to write a movie that can keep you guessing and defy your expectations. I agree. Um, everything from everything he's done, like Brick and Looper and even The Last Jedi, <laughs> the most like sideswiping Star Wars movie of all time. Yes. Just breaking conventions. <laughs> right. And it's also the best Star Wars movie since the 80s. Fight me on it. Um <laughs> And like speaking of defying the expectations, like this movie, you, the movie we think we're watching ends halfway through, and then keeps going with the true story that we never saw coming. And the, how how did he even come out with this? How did he poop this out of his brain? <laughs> yeah. I think it's an amazingly well written script, and it's so original. Uh-huh. Even though it's not a an original screenplay category because it's a sequel, yeah. they always get thrown into adapted. But man. What a script. It still comes from his mind and you're right. It is a puzzle box. Mm-hmm. Like you've like, you know, and geez, I, I remember when I saw the, the original knives out, it what it, it was, I was blown away by that one too. I love that one. Yeah. I think I like this one more. Okay. Yeah. Not going to lie. That's fair. I think uh, Daniel Craig is even better in this. He's awesome. I yeah. mean, like he, he's, he's got like a real hold on that character and you know, you want yeah. more adventures with him. Certainly. Yeah. Benoit Blanc on a beach, man, dude. dude yes. Yes. Sign me up. <laughs> All right, Dave, what's your pick? My pick is uh best adapted screenplay. I have Sarah Polly for women talking. 
It's my number two. Okay. Mm-hmm. This this movie, I mean, so I come from Amish and Mennonite people, and I have long wanted uh, a depiction of the culture, you know, in cinema mm-hmm. or even in television, and I want it done in a real way and a true way. And even though this is the extreme variety of it, um, I was glad to see that someone took the time to depict. No, no one knows what's really happening in these. I'll say it. They're cults. I mean, and I come from it. It's a cult, you know, and people are hurt by them a lot. And especially women and children. And I love to the, 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 the bravery of this script to have it take place almost fully in one setting, um, knowing that like your audience is going to wonder, is this going to open up at all and not caring, just saying, no, we want you to hear these ideas and we want you to hear this lesson. Right. You know? When they didn't, when they left the barn, I wanted them to just go back in. I know That's how good that I know was. It, you wanted more of that, that interplay. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was fantastic. Um, I love how they are debating the ideas. Are they leaving? Are they fighting? What are they right. doing? It, they And they go into all these different issues. The main issue is the men are abusing them. Yes. Um, and they're trying to decide what to do. And they're weighing the pros and cons of all of it. And they are so smart and insightful and weighing all of these issues, like, very smartly i know they have they're not just like gut reacting to this exactly like even even like the most abused of them have like a nuanced you know response to to you know like they they, they're wanting to think it out and and really understand what this means for their life you Mm -hmm. know from here on and uh man it it is it is really quite i i was i was I was not in the mood to watch this when I first sat down to do it because I was afraid of what it was going to like portray yeah. about, you know, like what I come from. And then as it went on, I was like, well, this is the truth. This is what I come from. Yeah. And, you know, I have to accept it and I'm glad that they did it and they did it in a real way. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you know if Sarah Polly came from this background? I don't think she did. Okay. No. Uh, no, the, the, so the, the movie is based on a, a novel by Miriam Tulls. Okay. Um, and it's, but that is also based on a real, uh, Mennonite, uh, cult that was mm-hmm. in Bolivia. Like the, the, the weird part about, you know, cer- certain segments of the, uh, of the culture is that they, 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 some of them go to Mexico, other places in South America, Bolivia, um, Colombia, yeah. Venezuela, and they, they go into these kind of like um, far off places so that they can, you know, set up almost like a commune and be out of the watchful eye of the authorities a lot of times. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So now let's move on to original screenplay. We have uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Todd Field for Tar, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inishirin. Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner for The Fablemans, and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. Dave, what's your pick? Todd Field for Tar. Okay. Um, I said Puzzle Box earlier about, you know, uh, Glass Onion. The, mm-hmm. This one probably more so for me. Um, it's not because of the complications of it, but because the the... I was really surprised that someone would tackle this subject matter in this climate, you know? Mm-hmm. 
um, and do it as we've talked about before in a nuanced way where you can sympathize with the people who have been abused and you can also even like see the humanity in the abuser mm-hmm. and um, you can also understand like the the nature of of the the power that the authority that comes with being famous and how much of a great responsibility that is to then treat people accordingly. And when mm-hmm. you don't, now we have consequences for it. Whereas we didn't before. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, I just thought it was beautifully illustrated. I, I, I think so too. It was, uh, it was structured very well. Yeah. Um, and, um, it gets revealed to you at like the perfect pace. Yeah. Um, you stick with these moments for the exact right amount of time and you discover finally what's going on and where you're going and stuff. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah, very well done. Yep. Um, my pick is the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's fair. I, yeah. What a bonker screenplay. <sighs> Talk about original screenplay. Yeah. Like, this is truly original. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's... Literally everything everywhere all at once is the perfect name for this movie because it is everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll steal something from my wife. It was it was when when the credits rolled on this movie. She said, "I don't know what I just saw, but you know it was it was fantastic." And, exactly. And it was it was that way for me too, where you just kind of like, I mean, obviously you let this thing wash over you, but like yeah. you're sitting there while you're watching it, going, "I have never seen anything like this before." Yeah, I've heard that. RRR is kind of like this. Okay, I haven't watched. That I haven't yet, seen it yet either. But um, uh, I, it's on the list yep. for sure. And I mean, I mean, movies about dement. Excuse me, movies <laughs> about dimension jumping. It's like nothing new, but like this presentation and the overall zaniness and <laughs> it, it really stands out. I mean, like the creativity is unparalleled. I mean, you got like hot dog finger world and Rakakuni. <sighs> And like it's just so off the wall. I loved it. Like the screenplay is unbelievably good. And I mean, the on guy, top of all the emotional stuff, of course, you have all this. Like you and have the choreography, truly great actors everything. involved in this thing. Where there's a guy who gives someone a diamond cutter with a butt plug. Yes. I mean, like I, I've, I was, <laughs> just like I was gobsmacked by the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. You know. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my pick. Um, let's move on to <laughs> actor in a leading role. We have Paul Mezcal for After Sun, Austin Butler for Elvis, Bill Nye for Living, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, and Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Um, this is mine. So I went with Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inishirin. Nice. Um, I don't know what it is about him, but... I feel so strongly for what he's doing here. I mean, the way he displays these complicated emotions, the character's feeling where he's just, his eyes just have this like sadness and confusion of what's happening to him right now. (laughs) Right. I mean, he's kind of, I guess he's supposed to be almost the village idiot in the movie. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's not as sharp as many people around him, but, um, to get like rejected, this way by someone who thinks one of your best friends and uh, completely turns your life upside down. And Colin just, he looks so pathetic. And even when he's like angry and like, I mean, I just, everything about him. Yeah. Like I, I love the performance. Right. 
Um, I love the performance too, and I think that he's incredibly sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even when, <laughs> when, when Brendan Gleeson chops off his first finger. Yes. You, you, you jaw dropping moment. It, I loved exactly. it. I, I was, I was like, no, I way. was all in. Holy shit. And then Carrie Condon is like, okay, that's it. Right. And he's like, well, I don't know, dude, are you kidding me? He yeah. just, he said he was going to chop off his fingers. He's, if you come near him again I'll, and he did it. I'll talk to him about it tomorrow. Like, don't talk don't, to him. Don't, don't go near this guy again. <laughs> yeah. Just move on with your life. And Take your donkey and chill. Yes, man. yes. I mean, just look after Jenny. It's going to be fine. The compassion he has for this donkey, uh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it truly. Choking heart- on I, the fingers? Oh, my God. I, I was, oh. you know, I was, I was really, you know, kind of, um, I was mad at the filmmakers in that moment. I was moment, kind of you know? upset. Yeah, yeah, I was like, God damn I was like, damn all it. right, so should I get mad at Brendan Gleeson <laughs> or Colin Farrell? <laughs> right. Like, Martin McDonough. Who should I be mad at right I'm, now? I'm, I was like, <laughs> I took myself out of the movie and said, I'm going to be mad at Martin McDonough for that. Okay. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And the way he just lies to Carrie Condon about how things are great and he's laying there in bed alone. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't Fuck. have his donkey anymore. Oh. And, and, and that's, that's even more. And fucking Dominic can't take care of it because he fucking drowned. Exactly. I, I Man. know. I know. <laughs> like, I, you, you even think that, like, even even when the, the, the finger chopping's happening, you, you think this is still going to be kind of a, a, a nice romp, you yeah, know? Right. No, it gets deadly serious as it goes it on. It does, and but I still think it keeps that dark humor there. It does, totally. It's just that, like, I didn't think I was going to be that, like, uh, tore up from yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. And I was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Colin Farrell's my pick. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, my pick for, for best actor is Brendan Fraser. There you uh, go. For the whale, I I just think that like, I mean, we 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 talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think like the the production of of the film, yeah, and how the um, it's not just Brendan Fraser in a fat suit, you know, and and if if anybody tries to tell you that, they haven't seen the movie. Um, yeah, this is the as far as the fat suit goes, like a lot of work went into it. This is like some truly amazing uh, makeup effects, and it apparently weighed a ton. Like when he'd get up, yeah. that was real. Like he couldn't move. Um, and when he, when you see him with that Walker, that's really him struggling. Um, I have never seen a more realistic depiction of binge eating in my life. Um, yeah. I don't know how this was faked. Um, he's like with, with the two pizzas and then the big sandwiches and then, you know, all the candy bars in the drawer and yeah. you, you watch, you watch his face you you see him even before the big you know like terrible binge. I mean, when you have an addictive personality, and think about the psychology of letting it get that far, you know, yeah, it's unthinkable. Yeah, and it happens more often than we'd like to admit. And I don't think the I think the movie does not have fat phobia. I think the movie is trying to like you know show something that we we can uh, like all kind of universally uh, relate to in some ways. And I think that Brendan Fraser has so much humanity yeah. and he brings so much to this role because of just what he's been through in his life and his career up to this point, you know, he, he's never done such a, such a like strong dramatic turn like this. Yeah, not, not, not at this level. Not at this level. Sure. Right. Like he's done drama. Right. Not like this. I mean, he is, he is helming this thing and like he is, 
I, you know, Colin Farrell, as sympathetic as he is, I think that like Brendan Fraser, like just, just barely, you know, like bests him a little bit for yeah. me. And yeah, I was, I was really, Brendan was my number you know, two. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. Was close. Yeah. I uh, think the whale is, I, I, I was really affected by the movie. Yeah. It's great. And it, um, the way, the way, uh, like this is how he do, dealt with his trauma, you know, like yes. he said in the movie, he was, he's always been big, but you know, the, the suicide of his. His boyfriend right. really affected him, and then he abandoned his family, his daughter, and his wife to go be with this man. And um, really, he's trying to like repent. Like, yeah, but but he keeps binge eating, and he just can't. He can't because he wants to, but he can't. Right, because when you're yeah. that far gone, I mean, like like how how daunting would it be? The idea that if you had to lose four hundred pounds, you know, to save your own life. I mean. I, it must have been hard to like pack on that much weight. I mean, like, how, how do you? Where do you even start? Oh yeah, and I mean, going back to like Hong Chao, how she's responding to him. She finds out he had this money the whole time and could yeah. pay for the doctors and right. the hospitals. Oh man, like it. Uh, it's a great performance. Yes. We're getting into just every aspect of the movie. It's Which a great movie. Exactly. I think. Yes. Um. So there you go. And yeah, Sadie Sink was excellent in it too. I know. I, I was kind of surprised she didn't get any kind of nomination. I yeah. Um was it, did she get other awards? Maybe? There must have been some like know. young artist uh, thing or whatever. Like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, great great movie filled with great performances. Right. Um so now we're moving on to leading actress. So you have Ana de Armas for Blonde, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie. Dave, your turn. Okay. Um, this this uh, category I really agonized over. This was the hardest category to pick. Okay, you the same thing. Okay. Yep. And I, I, I could make a case, a really strong case for all five of them. And I did Me at too. various points. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sitting in my living room last night. Like, I swapped 50 times. I know. And and I talked <laughs> myself into it every time. And like, eventually I did settle on Kate Blanchett for Tar. Okay. Um, she's my pick. But everybody else, I mean, holy crap. They were, this was, this was a stack. You can't go category. wrong in this category. No way. There's no wrong pick. Right. Um, and I went with Kate Blanchett because I just feel like, I think that she is... I'll say it. She is now Daniel Day Lewis, as far as I'm concerned. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's yeah, just she... she's a powerhouse. She's always great. Yes. Um yep. and she's more prolific. Like like she she doesn't have kind yeah, of Yeah, he that... like hides in a cave for he like does. ten years <laughs> because, and then does she's a She's not gonna go be a shoemaker for yeah. a while, you know. <laughs> um and th- there are stretches in this movie where it's it's not just one actor doing the heavy lifting. I mean, like she is like almost the filmmaker them I mean the 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 famous uh Juilliard scene mm-hmm. where it's just one long take. Yeah. And she is word perfect. How I mean, did she get it on the first take? I don't know. Uh but it's impressive shit. It's very impressive. And it takes someone of like, you know, this kind of talent to pull something like that off and to make this character uh like Someone that you can relate to in any way. I mean, yeah, she she yeah. is a huge talent. Yeah, this kind of a person is a very unrelatable kind of person too. Right, she's like this esteemed conductor and uh, a child prodigy. Child prodigy. I mean, it's 
I mean, she probably had a hard time relating to other people too. Oh, I of mean, course. Which probably is the way why the character is this way. Yep. You know, almost like a huge douchebag. Yes. You know, you don't want to like this person, <laughs> right? And you don't always like this. No, person. you don't. She's she's very flawed. But you do like her at times too. Like you can see where she's coming from, right? Um, and and what I guess like gives her that um, what 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 you keep coming back to obviously is, is the character's you know massive talent in music. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously she's uh, she's very gifted, but it has given her you know just like everybody who becomes powerful, it gives them a, yeah. a massive ego and uh, they start treating people badly. Um, yeah. And yeah, the movie is about the nature of power, as I said before, and I I absolutely loved it. And Kate Blanchett rules. Yeah, she's dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I was so torn on everything here. Like at one point, I had picked everyone. I swear. I know. Like, I know. Um, this this might be an underdog. I don't know. I'm picking Michelle Williams for the Fableman. Okay. I love Michelle Williams. I always have. <laughs> I don't think she ever gives a bad performance. She's right. Always fantastic. But I just something about the. Just like the carefree naturalness she brings to this character, like I just really gravitated towards it. Yeah. Um, and I think is the way she interacted with everyone else, like Paul Dano and whoever was playing, you know, the young Steven Spielberg. Yes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who that was, but right. um, but you, um, you can even understand why she's doing the things she does, um, even if you might not agree with what she's doing, but like. <laughs> Like the scene when she's dancing in the headlights, it's magical. Right. And when she's watching that reel of footage in the closet and just you see her face deteriorate into just sadness, mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's just superb. She's great. And that somehow a character like that who is also flawed is is such a nuanced performance that like you said you want to be around her. I would want to hang out with Mitzi even though I mm-hmm. know she's got a lot of shit going on. Right. You know, uh but I still want to be friends with her somehow because okay, yeah. she she's a great pianist, you know. <laughs> That's awesome, but she's also really funny and she's uh-huh. smart and I, it sucks that she's, you know, like two-timing Paul Dano with Seth Rogen. Yeah. It sucks that Come she on. does you know, like <laughs> suggestive dances in the in the headlights. I mean, oh, uh, with her son filming it, uh, right. that's no good. But whatever, <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, I, I want to be around Mitzi. Yep. <laughs> so that was a uh, best actress, everybody. Yes. Let's move on to directing. You have Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Todd Field for Tar. Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, and Ruben Ostlin for Triangle of Sadness. Um, this is my go. I'm going with everything, everywhere, all at once. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Shiner. Um, okay. How do you direct this is well, my question. That's a that's a fair question. Um, directing a movie this complex and all over the place is an incredible feat. Um, balancing just the technical aspects of making this movie with the emotional moments and pulling it off this well, and the action and choreography and transitioning between the sets and the characters and dimensions of the universe, <laughs> just literally. Um, it's it's just an incredible feat. And apparently they had no budget. I mean, it was $14 million, I think, which is a lot of money to most people. If but you told me it was $400 movie, million, I would have believed you. Yes. 
It you know? looks that good. It's so amazing. Um, and I mean, I, I said something about the choreography. It's some of the best fight choreography, most original choreography, uh, choreography I've seen since probably John Wick. It's I know. awesome stuff. I know. It, it must have been incredibly difficult for them to pull this off, and like, and they did. I can't believe it. <laughs> and they had Kihai Kwan, who is uh, like essentially like Babe Ruth. He's a great actor and one of the great stuntmen yeah. of all time mm-hmm. and stunt coordinators. Imagine like if somebody, I mean, he's like Shohei Otani. He, he, uh-huh. he's, he's like the DH <laughs> on the days he doesn't pitch. How, how is this guy this good? Uh, and, you know, like um, luckily they had him and my pick is also the Daniels for okay. best director. All right. um, so we, we, this is one where we were just in complete agreement. Yeah. Like this is a true high wire act. Where, like, I mean, it will be talked about forever and probably imitated forever. And it's unfortunately the kind of movie where you want to know where their career is going after this. I mean, like, I hope they don't try to top themselves because I don't know how you could. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sitting here waiting to see what happens. Yeah. You know, uh, this is this is some like to watch how much fun everybody's having, too. You know, like yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis looks like completely energized, you know, for, for like she's she's getting this kind of a role, uh-huh. you know, like um, and Michelle Yeoh, I, I, you know, what can you say? She's been amazing for the last 40 years. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And and she she's finally getting this kind of recognition, rightly so finally. And, and you know, um, man, this movie is something special. Mm-hmm. Definitely is. Awesome. That was our first uh, double pick. Yes. I was waiting for... I thought it would happen at, at some point, and it, yeah, it finally did. It usually happens at some point. Yes. Excellent. We always agree on one thing, at least. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move to Best Picture, folks. It's the last one. We've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, The Banshees of Inishirin, The Fablemans, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Dave, you're up. Well, the best picture of 2022 for me is Tar. Uh, I've I've said a lot on this show already about what I think of the movie, and um, you know, I it's out of everything on the list and everything in the category, as great as everything everywhere is, Tar is the one that I wanted to watch again right away. Okay, um, and it had to do with not only Kate Blanchett's performance, but um, everything about the story. I just feel like, like Todd field was so plugged into just a moment in the culture. Um, and I was apparently just really ready to hear what they had to say about it. Yeah. So, um, it really moved me that way. And I, I loved tar. That's my pick. Yeah. Tar grows on me. Yeah. When I first watched it, I liked it and I knew it was good. Mm-hmm. Knew it was great. And, uh, the more I think about it, the more I like it. It does have a slow yeah, burn. Like You're in right. Kate Blanchett's performance, same thing. Initially, she was on the bottom of my list, and I just keep thinking about it, <laughs> right. thinking about it, thinking about it. Like, God, it was great. Yeah. Um, it's not my pick, though. I went with everything, everywhere, all at once. That's fair. Yeah. Dude, yes, of course. Like you just said uh, about Tar, and I just kind of said it about Tar, too, but I can't stop thinking about this movie. Everything yeah. Every- like, it, it cannot stop. Um. It's such a delight, <laughs> and I mean, the the message is what really gets me. Like, if this emotional heart wasn't in the movie of appreciating the little moments, those are what matter. 
in an infinite universe and infinite infinite dimensions and people you just want to sit here and do laundry with each other that like, it is such a i know oh heart-wrenching and i guess i was bawling like a baby <laughs> and i this guy like you said got ddt'd with a butt plug <laughs> And I was crying my eyes out in this movie because of how sincere and heartfelt it was. I mean, amazing. To, to do that, you need you need great actors, you yeah. need a great script, and you need um, something at the center of it, like you said, a really heartfelt story that's universal, which is wanting to be accepted and wanting to be loved. Mm-hmm. And... Like you can say that and you can, you can talk about that and you can, you know, like try to put that in your film or your TV show or whatever. And you kind of freaking swing and a miss. That's mm-hmm. why shit doesn't land. This one does because they've got all the, they've got all the adventure, all the effects, all the, you know, the amazing visuals we're talking about. And at its center, it's a story of a family, you know, just trying to be together. I mean, yeah. you know, I, man, it, that movie is, like I said before, it's really something, and it's going to be talked about for decades after this. It will. Yep. It's a game changer. Yep. Um, excellent. Yes. <laughs> oh, Dave, this was good. This felt right. good. Right. We've been prepping for this for like a, at least a month, and uh, it feels good to get it get down. Yes, get it of course. Out. Of course. Because, of course, just like we always do, we don't talk about the movies <laughs> off air, so we've had 20 movies just bubbling inside of us right now, folks. <laughs> Um, and they've poured out and getting together for like, you know, other, other episodes of the show. We, we've just like not shown our cards. We're just like, yeah, you know, talked a little, but not much. Right. Hey, have you seen tar yet? Yeah, Yeah. sure did. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Great. Right. Yeah. That's that's about the extent (laughs) of our conversations. (laughs) Um, usually we talk about snubs a little bit or things like that, but I mean, honestly, I haven't watched many other movies, but I did feel like for, Women talking. Sarah Polly probably should have got a nomination for directing. Yes, I, I think that would have been a, a very wise choice. Right. Um, to see her become like this amazing filmmaker now. I mean, yeah, it's 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 really awesome. Yeah. Um, and one other thing I thought of was like Black Panther. We didn't talk about it, but man, that movie was way better than I expected. Oh, it Wakanda to be. Forever. Yeah. Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I mean, and Letitia Wright, who plays the lead, like right. she. She was worthy of some kind of nomination. I mean, true. You can only give it to a handful of people. I mean, there's tons of great people every year, but man, it was fantastic. Another movie I cried my eyes out at. Yes, which I did not expect. Unexpectedly, right? Oh man, <laughs> right. Anyway, and um, how did Elvis get on here? By the way. Okay, let's I'm, talk, you I'm talk about fight Elvis. Now. You want to, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we don't have to. We well, can fight t- off. Tell here. me what, what what didn't you what, you didn't like it? I don't know. Too, I just you know. don't like Baz Luhrmann's style. So that's fair. Okay. I guess you didn't like Moulin Austin Rouge. Butler is good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, you, I don't like music. That's I'm a tr- heathen. Oh God. That's right. That's right. We, we've had this talk and we will again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, it was the movie was fine. It was yeah. a good movie. I liked it actually. But um, yeah. well, that's cool. I, okay. th- there was also like, um, Bill Nye's performance in, uh, in living. Yeah. It so was th- great. It was. And there's a moment at the end that, um, like really got to me. Um, if, if we're talking about like moments when we cried, yeah. um, I was sitting in the theater, like pulling my hat down, yeah. like just going, Oh God. Oh Jesus. Here it comes. Um, he's sitting on the swing set yeah. and he's singing that folk tune. Yeah. I just, I was gutted, you know, man, I, 
Same thing happened to me. Oh, it did. Same okay. moment. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that movie is famously based off of Akira Kurosawa's film right. Ikaru, Ikaru, which is basically the same thing, yeah. same story. I mean, and that movie's phenomenal. If you haven't seen that, go watch that. Yes, and this this movie definitely um, lives up to it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. they Living take is it. A good movie. They they make it British, and it, it works perfectly. <laughs> sure, because it's a universal story. It is, you know. Um, and then there was one other thing with Jesse Buckley and women talking. Um, I think she should have got some run. Um, she was really awesome in yes, that movie. I um, completely agree, man. I, I her character. I, I meant. I was gonna mention her earlier, and oh, I, you were, it totally okay. slipped my mind. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. This is not an Oscar film, but I'd like everybody to just know that um, if you want to see a relentless horror movie that takes a lot out of you from 2022, <laughs> check out Smile. It's now streaming on Amazon. Okay. We saw it in the theater like the first week it came out, and man, it, it just you are put through such like terror. And yeah. um, I, I've never seen a, a movie that had this kind of uh, like adrenaline throughout the entire thing, you know, and not like everything everywhere. It was just, it, it was obviously a, a more right. um, grounded story, but, but this wants to, it wants to upset you. It actively wants to give you aggravation and make you, uh, not want to sleep. I mean, I, I, I was, I was really, it was, it was really something. I remember you told me how great it was and I couldn't believe it because the marketing <laughs> campaign was awful. Right. Like it just looks stupid. <laughs> All these people smiling. Really? Like, I just thought it looked dumb. Oh, okay. Okay. But apparently you're not the only one who thinks this. Like, yeah. A lot of people are saying this. It was like, and you know what, dude? Um, well, I, I won't spoil it for anybody, but you know, yeah. uh, man. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> It, it, it will really upset you, is what I'll say that. Should you know? it have gotten an, any kind of uh, awards love, you think? Or? I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if it was like, you know, maybe Academy Award worthy. All I know is that like, I really, I, did, I don't want to say I enjoyed it because that makes it sound like it was, oh, what a delightful. It had an impact on it, you. Definitely, yes. I was, I was freaked out and scared by a movie, you know, as an adult. And that's really something. Awesome. Yeah. I need to watch it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, yeah, and that, that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get it. Rate it, review it, most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes, and you can also go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, and we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies, and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Please drop us a line. That's right, and we have a voicemail. It's 628-400-DUDE. That's 628-400-3833. So hit us up on any of these channels here and let us know your thoughts on this year's Oscars. Mm -hmm. Or any Oscars. Whatever you want to do. Um, So until next Oscar season, I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. And we'll see you next time. 